All right, Rucker. Last week we uh, started a new segment where you know we're just spinning uh, a wheel and having it land on a random rookie. Uh, we got to think of a name for that. I mean, come on, what is this? Well, I, 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 the wheel I, I, of rookie, the rookie the, wheel, the, the rookie fans, wheel. Sure, you guys can comment. Whatever the rookie wheel. Yeah, I mean, and if you're like, wow, this sounds a lot like what Andrew Schlecht and Alex Spears do on the Athletic NBA show, you're damn right it does because that's where i got it from um but instead of the wheel of fandom where they pick a team we're picking a rookie because we want to do more nba stuff and you know we watch these guys all the time and it's important to kind of track of where they were what they're doing now why what changed what didn't what's working what's not all that kind of stuff so this week um we have tumani kamara six seven forward for the Portland Trailblazers uh, in college. He spent two years at Georgia before transferring to Dayton for two years. Uh, he was number 51 on our final No Ceilings Big Board. He went 52nd overall to the Phoenix Suns and was part of the trade package that sent DeAndre Ayton to Portland, initially thought of as just kind of a filler piece, uh, but now looking to be a lot more and really productive, uh, really impactful. Just going to kind of run through just a bevy of numbers here before we kind of get into his game, what we like, all that kind of stuff. So he's currently averaging 25.9 minutes a game, which is the ninth most among rookies, 6.7 points, 16th among rookies, shooting splits of 38, 25, 69, 4.7 rebounds, uh, which is six among rookies and 1.2 assists. His block rate of 1.1 ranks in the 66th percentile. His steal rate of 1.5 ranks in the 66th percentile. His offensive rebounding rate of 7.3 ranks in the 89th percentile. His on-off net rating differential of plus 6.1 is in the 76th percentile. So the Trailblazers net rating is 6.1 points per possession higher, or points per 100 possession higher when he's on the court than when he's off. His on-off offensive rating differential is plus four, which is in the 72nd percentile. His on-off defensive rating differential uh, is minus 2.1, which is in the 63rd percentile. Sorry, a lot of numbers, but just kind of trying to add some context into what Kamara's succeeded at. So what what have been your early season thoughts on Kamara, uh, surprises, all that kind of stuff? I got one more number, and it's going to shock the crap out of everyone. I got to give a shout out to my, my buddy Nima. He's one of our one of my best friends and one of his best friends works in the front office with Portland. So we were just joking today and I was like, hey, I'm talking about Tumani later. What have you thought this year? Because he's just been watching closely and we were BSing before and he sent me something from the World Wide Web. Rookies. I heard there's a lot of stuff out there. Yes. Here you go. This might shock some people. Despite those in crazy um, shooting splits, this numbers will shock you. Rookies with 125 points, 100 rebounds, 20 steals, and 15 three-pointers. Victor Wembanyama, Chet Holmgren, and Tumani Kamara. That's the list. I'm also very proud that you put 51st on No Ceilings Big Board because I wrote that too, and I was <laughs> like, yes, Metcalf, we're cooking. But here's my thing with Tumani. Um, I know this, you see the shooting splits, you're probably like, eh. But I think this is a guy that's really trending up towards being a serious piece for Portland. And I'm not saying like, oh, he's going to be the third player on the team. I'm just saying this is a piece where you, every team that the rebuild starts really cooking has a piece like this that you're just like, yep. we're keeping Tumani around all the time. I think I thought Chris Murray was going to have this type of impact early on compared to Tumani. I still 
think Chris Murray could be a guy next year that all of a sudden really starts to take his stride and find his groove. But now that you have Tumani doing this type of stuff, making an impact all over the place, um, and you're finding that value from 50th, 50th pick, 52nd pick, you said? Yep. And a filler Steel, in a trade. And a filler in a trade. And, and and I know, you know, he looked very good at Summer League for the Suns. Mm-hmm. He was very impressive. This is a guy at college that almost averaged 14 and 9 his last year with 1.7 assists, 1.2 steals, almost a block a game. He he shot 54, 36, 66 at college. He's just one of those versatile guys that's it, you could kind of throw out there. He's had some games where you know, he's had 14 rebounds or 13 rebounds. Like he just kind of an impactful player that you really like to to have in your rotation and I think it's been really cool. It's another guy that's an upperclassman that's having success at the NBA level because teams know what they're going to get out of him. So um, I'm excited for him. I think that's another great find for Portland. And it's going to be hilarious looking back and being like, oh, yeah, when Tumani was a filler. Turns out to be a, a great piece for Portland moving forward. What about you, Mecca? Yeah, I know he's just been really impressive. And, you know, runner dude in the comments is asking about his defense. And I, I think this is something we probably should have been a little more expected from him because I, when we just look at his kind of defensive numbers from last year, 2.6 steal rate, 3.1 block rate, 23.3 defensive rebounding rate. All of those are really good numbers, uh, especially for a forward. And those are numbers that tend to translate pretty well. Steal rate currently 66 percentile block rate currently 66 percentile. It's translating. And he, so all of the stuff that he's kind of doing right now is what he was doing at Dayton. Um, obviously, he had a little bit more of a more prominent offensive role, but he was never a big time shooter. He shot 36.3% uh, last year at Dayton, but career 30.7%. So the shooting struggles should be expected, especially from a rookie. But I think there's optimism that it can at least get to a point where, you know, if he's left completely wide open, he can knock down one or two a game. The, the big thing with him is he's doing all the shit that no one else on a bad team wants to do. Um, he's boxing out. He's crashing the boards, his off ball movement. And um, what's so impressive with him is how he just cuts in from the wing. Anytime someone drives or puts a shot up because he catches his defender sleeping on him all the time because he knows he's not a shooting threat. His defender knows he's not a shooting threat. So whenever Shaden Sharp or Scoot Henderson or Anthony Simons or Jeremy Grant put up a shot, he's sneaking in behind him and crashing the offensive glass. And that's why he's been so effective. The reason his offensive rating um, differential is so impressive isn't because he's a big time scorer or playmaker. It's because he's constantly generating extra possessions for that offense. And he's that kind of, thorn in the side of opposing defenses because he's not supposed to be making an impact. So he's not at, you know, one of the top names of the scouting report, but yet he keeps doing all these little things. So we see from role players on really good teams who are typically like the seventh or eighth man in the rotation. Uh, and on bad teams, they're a little higher. And, you know, we saw guys like Kendrick Williams do this um, on a whole bunch of bad teams. We Jay Sean Tate do this. Uh, Herb Jones earlier, I, I think Herb is a little more offensively skilled, but that same kind of premise of the guy who's willing to do the dirty work isn't scared of taking on the most difficult 
defensive assignment and they just played the Clippers and he's eagerly switching and picking up James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George without hesitating for a minute. Anytime he gets ran through a pick and roll, he's taking whoever has the ball Uh, in transition. He's picking them up full court. He's crashing the glass. It's doing all the dirty work that no one else wants to do. And on a bad team, stuff like that really shines through, gets you a lot of minutes and really take improves the overall performance of that the team because no one else is doing that kind of stuff dirty work guys will always find a way to stick around and they will always find a way to be um desired in the nba and i'm not saying dirty is like oh you you play dirty it's just right. you're doing the shit no one wants to do every single night like you're willing to set screen love those dudes. and coaches love those and guess what GMs love those guys because they're like, those, those guys are consistent and we know what we're going to get from them. But like, and superstars love those dudes because superstars love, they don't have to go do that. (laughs) Yes. Because they don't have to do it. Somebody else is doing it. And it's like, Oh, he got the offensive rebound and kicked it out. And I got it at three. Like, but like this, this could be a a new generation of PJ Tucker is that's how, what I feel about like Tumani. Like, People don't remember PJ was drafted 35th overall in 2006. He played 17 games for Toronto, then went overseas for five years, came back his first year with the Phoenix Suns. He averaged six points and four rebounds on 47, 31, you know, 74. So PJ found a way to be like, I can make a living for my career doing the dirty work space in the floor, doing what my team needs to be playing tough all the time. You will always find scouts, GMs, executives, front office guys will love those guys. They will always hunt to find them. And how many times do we always hear fan bases? where like, I wish we could get PJ Tucker, you know, like years ago, it was always like, how do you get PJ Tucker on your team? Or how do you get those guys that, that really kind of, perfectly fit with your superstars where it's just like Metcalf just said, you know, I don't have to do it. They do it. This yeah. is great. You know? So I, I think Tumani's on the right path. He's figuring out how to stay on the court, how to get more minutes. And you know, and that next part of his process is going to be like, okay, get that three point percentage a little bit more respectable because he, he has a solid looking shot. He's just got to get the numbers up. And um, it's looks like your potential gold mine fine for for portland to build with all right before we wrap this up let's circle it back to the 2024 draft and what do guys like kamara you know him shining immediately him making an impact immediately what does that mean for some of the guys in this class and who are some of the names that kind of come to mind when you think of Guys who do the little things, do the dirty work, or play with that physicality, that versatility, and find a way to impact a game and impact winning without scoring, without that shot. Um, and that was a how- hell of a transition by you. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, man. Congrats on the <laughs> Masters. That was fantastic. Woo. It's all paying off immediately. Look at that. <laughs> so um, so who, 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 are, who are some of the names that kind of pop out? Um, and... How much higher do you think that they could go in this draft based on what Kamara has been doing? I would say Ryan Dunn immediately jumps at me, but if I want to, I, I want to go deeper. I want to find yeah, yeah I, I'm thinking players. like not first round guys. Okay, uh, um, 
or like fringe guys who could maybe I think Keyshawn Johnson would be my number one like good name this is a really that's why I'm saying I I think this draft is gonna scare the shit out of some people and they're gonna look at guys like that in the second round and be like he will work his ass off and will find a way to just be a, a grinder and not the highest ceiling but we might get a a glue dirty work guy in the second round. Let's grab him. Um, trying to think of some other. I feel like uh, Tristan De Silva cheating, probably. What, what do you think, Metcalf? Who am I missing? Um, I mean, I I have early second grade on him, but like Matthew Cleveland, his shot has come yep. around a little more. Um, but a guy like KJ Adams, KJ uh, Adams, a Deuce the Arrow, maybe. A, um. Dylan Jones, maybe I it's tough because I'm trying to just find guys that are just like, okay, th- these guys are going to be just grinders. Maybe Dylan Mitchell starting to get yeah. a little bit more buzz. I, I think that's a, that's a really, really good name because his, he's been really good with cutting. The defense is really impressive. Has been since Montford um, in high school, starting to show a little bit of a, uh, I'm starting to get intrigued in again. Shooting. Same. I'm um, starting to get intrigued again because it's just what we just said. It, like this is the perfect that, that's reason a why. Really, really good name. Because maybe it's not the shooting. Maybe we were always obsessed with the shooting, and maybe we're like, "Hey, Dylan Mitchell's figuring out how to be an impactful player without the shooting." Yeah, um, when, when wa- we know how athletic he is. Sorry, go ahead. No, just when you watch Mitchell, he does a lot of those kind of same offensive rebound cut in stuff that Kamara does, where he follows the guy on the drive and gets the easy tip in. Um, you know, he crashes from the opposite corner when his teammate takes a three from the opposite wing. He's always really active and really athletic and really physical um, on the boards and defensively. So I, I really, really like that shout, but Dylan Mitchell, keep an eye on him. Uh, he's playing pretty, pretty good basketball this year. I, I have one more, not to ruin our um, good vibes, but I have one more and you can tell me I'm crazy and I'll actually Ooh, appreciate it. That. It's Terrence Shannon Jr. Getting back in that conversation. Um. Or do we I, think, I think it's going to be too I think just alpha very, headed. I think very different type of player. And my big concern with Shannon um, is I don't know what he does without the ball. I I love his rim pressure. Um, some of his passing. But I think stuff, that's where Mi- Mitchell shooter, Mitchell's figuring out how to make an impact correct. without the ball. So correct. I know what you're saying. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So that was Tamani Kamaro. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Uh, let's spin the wheel real quick. So spin for, it, baby. For next week, uh, let me pull it up here. Here we go. Big money, right. big money, no me. This thing's electric. <laughs> oh, <laughs> let's go. That's going right. to be a That'll good be one. That'll be fun. So next week, uh, we'll be breaking down Bilal Koulibaly. Um, polarizing guy from last draft that's gonna be fun <laughs> wow okay now i'm really excited that's for gonna this. be a All lot right. of fun